0: everybody, and welcome to That's Life, the show where we have no shmuramatza left and we are incredibly proud we bought just enough. Yep, I'm showing off. Good afternoon, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, and general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here every Thursday at 2 p.m. as I hope to bring you a little entertainment, a little news, and a little relief that the life you are leading is not nearly as wacky as mine. How many of you finished that sentence for me right now? Come on, come on, admit it. Coming to you from the home of the Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side, I am joined by my handy-dandy partner, Duke. What's up, Duke? How's it going? Thank God. It's going really well. How was your Yontif, by the way?
1: It went by quickly.
0: You had to think about that for a minute. I did. Shout out to Shara. Hey. <laughs>
1: It's already over. Like It is.
0: I know. It's really over.
1: I really remember you saying like I can't wait till Pesach is over. You know, I like didn't say like, that. like like no, not like Pesach, Pesach, but like we were discussing something and you're like, oh. you know, I can't wait for it to be April something, so like all this stuff is this already is over past. and it's over, you know? Yeah, it's like it
0: went by very quickly. Like six
1: weeks or like seven weeks? Just like that. I know. Crazy. It went
0: it's gone. It's flown by. You know who did me a really big solid favor and she does I don't even think she appreciates. I'm gonna have to tell her when she gets back. Just the big favor that she did for me. Naomi Nachman. Do you know why? Why? Because Naomi Nachman made me a tart, a chocolate walnut almond tart for Pesach because she is just generous and amazing and a wonderful, wonderful cook. And she literally left it in my freezer for me and then went to Israel and put a note on it. said, kosher Pesach, love Naomi, or whatever it was, and told me she was doing it. Well, thank God she did because come Seder – uh, you know, I I have to be honest. Well, after all that food for the sedarim, I don't make dessert. You want a cookie? It's in the freezer. Like, uh, you know, I'm done. I, you can't. You, you gotta make room for Afi Komen. How much more can you eat? Anyway, my kids are looking at me. It's I don't know, 12:15, whatever time it is. My kids are looking at me, going, um, "What's for dessert?" I'm like, "Dessert? Who's talking about dessert?" I'm like, you didn't make dessert. I'm like, I, "Of course I did. Of course." <laughs> Who said I didn't make dessert? Um, there's a tart in the freezer, and it was. I mean. Seriously, in the ninth inning, that's what it was. Three, two men out, three, you know, bases loaded. That's when Naomi came through for me. It was, um, and it was pretty delicious. I got to be honest with you, I might have tasted, I might have tasted a little bit, because I, as my father-in-law would say, I have to make sure it's not poison for everyone yeah, else. That's correct.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure Naomi wouldn't have been happy if know. you tasted. So exactly. And
0: I, I honestly did taste it, and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. So I thank you. Naomi, if you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. And if you are a returning listener, thanks, as always, for making us a part of your day. If Miriam L. Wallach once a week is just not enough for you, do what my mom has started doing. Yeah, for real life, my mom has just started doing this now. Every once in a while, she says to me, what do you do? No, like she's a 100, the way she says it. Friend me on Facebook or send me an invite on LinkedIn. You can also shoot me an email during the show, Miriam at... NahumSiegel.com. You know the drill, folks. I will not respond to you during the show, but I look forward to responding to you afterwards. Please also follow us on Twitter, NahumSiegelNet, all one word, and check out the website, NahumSiegel.com, the archive pages. If you missed a show, go back. Listen to it. They are really well designed. Everything is accessible, easily, you know, easy to listen to. Just click on the player, and you can listen to whatever you want from all of your different favorite hosts. Let's go to our favorite segment. You know what that sound means. Let's go to some fortune cookie. Let's do the fortune cookie. Oopsies. I
1: feel that it's gonna be a go today. You do? Totally.
0: By the way, do you know how much good publicity we got from those scratch-off lottery games?
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: It was it was awesome. It was awesome. People couldn't believe it. I said it was all karma. <laughs> it was crazy, right? You should have seen I mean you guys can't see anything out there in Radio Land, but you should have seen Duke's reaction when he thought we won was uh, five hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, out of his skin. <laughs> Out of his skin. The man was the man was insane. We
1: should find someone to sponsor $5 every week so we could play it on air.
0: Oh, that would be a blast. That uh, You're out there. You're out there, sponsor. I'll find you. Okay, here we go. Your path is arduous, but will be amply rewarding. All right.
1: That's on a good note.
0: Yeah, all right. It could have been your path is arduous. Deal. <laughs> that's the Jewish mother fortune cookie. <laughs> that's life. You know how sick my kids are of hearing the words that's life? That's life. Boy, they they, I mean, they really can't stand it. Anyway, let's take care of some business here today's national holiday. It is Square Root Day. You know why it's Square Root Day? Uh, today is April 4th. April 4th. Yeah, 4-4. There you go. It's also Victims of Violence Day. It is Vitamin C Day.
1: Everyone drink that orange juice.
0: Exactly. It is World Rat Day, which I still can't get over. I can't stop talking about it. I don't know. There's a website, Duke. There's a website for World Rat Day. I, I'm not I, – I, I really – I don't understand it, why we're – Honoring rats. The whole thing He's is like well,
1: Snake Day. No. Or elephant day? Uh, you know snack. what there could
0: be? Everyone except for me and you have a day. We need Duke, this is your next assignment. <laughs> you know what we need? A Nakam Siegel Network Day. Yes we do. We need a Nachumsegel Siegel Network Day. That's that's uh that's on your to do list. Tomorrow you should know.
1: <laughs> it is Nachumsegel Siegel Network.
0: Day. No, tomorrow is National Walk to Work Day. And I mentioned that to Mark Zamek, and you know what his response was? Well that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I love Zomic. you got to love Zomic. He's on, by the way. He's hosting today from 6 to 7 on the Stunt Show. You don't want to miss that. Um, It's also, just to tell you, because it's the beginning of the month, it is a new month. So I want to let you know, where is that? It is Amateur Radio Month. April is Amateur Radio Month. So we don't consider ourselves amateur radio, but I was speaking to somebody at a college radio station today at WYUR. Um, A shout-out to Barry Muller, or Mueller, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but to Barry who is uh, who works at WYUR. He's really a wonderful YU student, and I had a great conversation with him. He was more excited, by the way, about um, your mic is on and you're eating. No, your mic better not be on eating crunchy food. <laughs> That's going to get picked up. Um, he was very excited about Amateur Radio Month. Also, it is Brussels sprouts and cabbage month. That doesn't do it for you? No? You're not a cabbage man?
1: Cabbage is okay. Brussels you don't sprouts, like Brussels sprouts? I don't think so. Not
0: wow. Really. Wow, I didn't know that about you. It's National Grilled Cheese Month. I'll take that. All right, you'll take that. That's fine. They're, they're, we're going to keep going as the as the month goes on. I don't want to give them all away, but some of them are some of their, uh, are, are pretty funny. Here's Stress Awareness Month, because you know what? Otherwise, you wouldn't be aware that you're stressed. I don't understand people sometimes. Uh, the week, for the week, it's Laugh at Work Week. Thank God we do that here at the Nachum Segal Network after I'm done screaming at something. Um, it's also this weekend, Duke, the 6th and the 7th. I don't know. It's Worldwide Weekend of Prayer and Fasting. No, I'm not participating. The prayer, yes. The fasting, not so much.
1: That's in like, you know, three months, you know, Jumkippa time. Right. I don't know, you know, I don't know where they You know got my that. feeling?
0: We fast enough. <laughs> I don't need some national organization to decide we should fast more. Um, I'm also going to let you know that coming up, Duke, next week already is Yo Yo and Skill Toy Weekend. I know. You ever been to Yo Yo?
1: I was actually pretty good at it. Decently. Stop it. Yeah, they, in my. Actually, I used to have competitions in my school.
0: Stop it. Yeah. You had yo-yo competitions? We did. In Los Angeles? Yeah. Did you guys learn a thing?
1: It was like kugelach and then yo-yos.
0: All right, kugelach is different. Those,
1: those were the big things.
0: Kugelach is important.
1: You know how to walk the dog. You know how to do cats in the cradle. You know how to do any of these things?
0: I not, no, no. <laughs> Do you know me?
1: When she, they were like special, like people who spent like 50, 60 bucks on like a yo-yo that could sleep longest. You don't know any of these terms? Sleep? I know the sleep part. Sleep means when like you throw <laughs> it down. La, 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 and I know
0: what that means. You know what, by the way, now what I figured out what we're doing next week. You Yo-yo yo competition. We're having a yo-yo competition. Nice. I know, best idea I've had since the ping pong. <gasps> no. Ellie Hagler, get Hagler. You- Right now, get Hagler on the phone and find out how good he is at yo-yo, because I guarantee you know the punchline, folks. He's the me. best yo-yo player? Is that the right word? Yo-yo. yoist yo I don't even know. Yo-yo person ever. Oh, my gosh. This is this is a genius in the making. This is oh, my really? best idea That's, yet. That should be and it. we don't even need a ping-pong table. We only need yo-yos. yo-yos. Oh, my okay. gosh. This is fantastic. Anyway, you're listening to That's Life on the Siegel Network. I have so many other things to tell you, but Dr. Katz... Is already waiting for us on the phone. I don't want to make him wait any longer, especially because I'm worried about I'm worried about Duke's bad breath. Dr. Katz, thanks for joining me.
2: It's my pleasure. I don't smell anything. You're lucky. You're a lucky, lucky <laughs> man. Dr.
0: Harold Katz is the author of the Bad Breath Bible, and he's the founder of the California Breath Clinics, and he can be found at drkatz.com. By the way, I think that that might be the most intriguing thing out of your entire resume, is that you are able to snag drkatz.com.
2: Well, I, I started my website years and years ago. I also have freshbreath.com. We, no. have, a, we have, yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I created my own website back in '95. You're a oh, pioneer. Yeah, 94. And the reason I did it, my, my daughter had a bad breath problem. That's how I got involved in becoming a bad breath specialist. So uh, knowing that the Internet was really hot at the time, I figured, let me, let me grab a couple of good names there. And uh, so I did uh, to let the world know there is a way. You don't have to suffer with bad breath.
0: Tell me something, Dr. Katz. Has, yes. Have Colgate and Crest come to find you to get that name?
2: Uh, yeah, they, they inquire all the time, and I tell them, no, I I have a more important goal in life, and that's to inform everyone, especially in Malcolm Siegel Network, <laughs> that you don't have to stink up the place, even after eating herring.
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's yes. talk. First of all, I'm not afraid to talk about bad breath. You shouldn't be, I mean, you're clearly not afraid to talk about bad breath. Duke was making fun of me before that I'm willingly talking about bad breath.
2: Well, it, it, it's funny you say that, because... Uh, Whenever I go to parties or to uh, events, people say, oh, what do you do? Well, I'm trained as a dentist, but now I treat people with bad breath. And everyone's sort of like they're stunned for a couple of seconds. Many people leave the conversation uh, (laughs) because they think I'm going to start sniffing their breath. But the reality is everyone has bad breath at one time or another, whether it's uh, eating uh, smelly foods or or, uh, uh, let's say morning breath. Uh, right. smoking things like that you will have bad breath so it happens to everyone in fact morning breath is one of the most common signs of bad breath and that's because when you sleep at night uh, your brain knows you're not eating at the same time there's no saliva production saliva is sort of God's gift to us it keeps our breath fresh that's why babies never have bad breath they have plenty of saliva they're always drooling all over the place and that saliva keeps the bad breath bacteria in check So it's very common to everyone, but people just get kind of skittish about it because they think it reflects on their hygiene, that they're a dirty person if they have bad breath. Some of the cleanest people I know have horrendous bad breath because they don't know the science behind bad breath. That's why I'm here.
0: Is there anyone who wakes up in the morning who doesn't have bad breath? Is there somebody like that out there?
2: Yes, Uh, 2% of the population never, ever has bad breath, and we've actually done some research on them. We actually created a probiotic treatment, which has some of those good bacteria in it, and I'll sort of mention some of the products later on. I want to make it sound like like an infomercial here. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, you're right, but the reality is some people never have the problem. Uh, They're very fortunate, and there are some tricks that uh, people can do. uh, how to stop having uh, the morning mouth problem. A lot of it actually has to do with medications. There's a lot of people out there who never experience bad breath, but due to certain medications they're taking, which makes the mouth very dry, they may may end up with a bad breath problem throughout the day and first thing in the morning as well.
0: All right, so what are the common causes?
2: Well, it, it's bacteria. That's what's causing the problem. That's the smell. The smell producer are called anaerobic sulfur-producing bacteria. And they produce chemicals. One is hydrogen sulfide. That's the rotten egg smell. Another chemical is called cadaverine. Another is called putrescine. That's not my sister-in-law's name. (laughs) That's a real chemical. Uh, It's the smell of rotting flesh. So the chemical process... The smell
0: of rotting flesh?
2: Yes. Yes, that, that's what happened. When you leave a piece of meat out, let's say you're going away for a couple of weeks and you forgot that you left a piece of meat out on the kitchen counter, when you come back two weeks later, there's going to be a terrible smell.
0: Dr. The Katz, reason- if, you, if you go to a party, by the way, and you use the words smell of rotting flesh, somebody <laughs> I'm telling you right now.
2: No wonder they're leaving. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Bacteria break down proteins to create odors. So whether it's in rotting food or old bananas or all, all sorts of things, that's a natural process. The same thing takes place in your mouth. There are bacteria there. Their goal is to break down foods so that when they enter your digestive system, they're more easily digestible. So that's a natural process. However, if you have a dry mouth, or if you have large tonsils, you're trapping more of those bacteria or creating an environment where the smell becomes much, much stronger. And that's why after a fast day, such as Yom Kippur, everyone smells really bad. Your mouth is dry. You've built up all of these toxins in your mouth and that's what you smell in bad breath. So one of the tips we tell everyone is make sure you drink plenty of water. Keep your mouth as moist as possible. Uh, That's one of the tricks. That's why children, again, never have bad breath. They have plenty of saliva. So keep your mouth really moist. That's the problem with many of the commercial mouthwashes out there. They contain very high concentrations of alcohol. The concept a 100 years ago was, well, if I use alcohol, the alcohol is going to kill bacteria. Not true. There's not enough alcohol there to kill any bacteria, but there's certainly enough to make your mouth really dry. So, you know, having a a couple of uh, beers is not going to make your breath any fresher. The alcohol creates a dry mouth and can lead to worse breath. Then fresher breath.
0: No, but a couple of beers, you're not going to worry about your bad breath anymore. You know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs> That's right. What do I care? Right, hey, exactly. Share, yeah, share something with me.
0: Exactly. Uh, you know, you're like the eye doctor I have who tells me not to use Visine because it's actually bad for your eyes.
2: Well, yeah, a lot of these things, you know, it, believe it or not, a lot of these remedies were developed so long ago before a lot of the science came out. Uh, for instance, toothpaste. There's detergent in toothpaste to make it foam up. What? Uh, an ingredient called sodium lauryl sulfate. Uh, if you read a tube of, of uh, toothpaste, it'll say sodium lauryl sulfate on it. I'm not no reading one knows anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no one knows what it is, but it's soap. It's the same, thing, same ingredient that's in your shampoo. It's put in the toothpaste to make that, that foaming action so you think, something is happening. Recent research now shows that ingredient causes canker sores. So if the listeners out there have this canker sore problem, they're probably giving it to yourself every day when you brush your teeth. So, well, that, was the,
0: the, that was one of the articles that you've recently posted about preventing canker sores and obesity at the same time.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. We post a lot of articles. A lot of research goes on out there. Um, actually, the, the discovery of the bad breath bacteria took place in Canada in the early 1990s, just before my daughter came up with her bad breath problem as a teenager. So I was very fortunate. The timing was just right to, to learn about these bacteria. Besides being a dentist, I also have a degree in bacteriology. So I cheated a bit. So I knew about the bacteria. We created a formula which has an oxygen compound in it, and the oxygen attacks these anaerobic bacteria and keeps your breath fresh throughout the day. So it's a very simple concept. We're not trying to mask bad breath with you know very strong flavors right. or colors. We're actually trying to get rid of the bacteria and the odors that they produce. So it's a very simple process.
0: Dr. Harold Katz, bad breath expert and author of the Bad Breath Bible, joins us here on That's Life. Let me ask you a question, Dr. Katz. Sure. Because my dad always said, and of course this could be one of those bubba mices that they told me when I was a kid. But um, is there anything to eating parsley? In terms of Uh, killing bad breath?
2: Not really. The the concept was that the chlorophyll is going to help, but human beings are not plants. So you don't need chlorophyll. What you need is oxygen. Now, there is a bit of truth in in nibbling on parsley, and that's because it does contain a lot of water. So by keeping your mouth moist, chewing on parsley or celery, which is much, much better, uh, that will keep your mouth as moist as possible. But the chlorophyll in there basically is a waste of time. So uh, there, there are a lot of myths about bad breath as well. One is, one is that it comes from your digestive system. Right. And, and, and just to prove that that's wrong, after the show, Go out and eat the biggest meal that you can find. Uh, have a corned beef sandwich on rye bread now. Uh, bend over and tie your shoes. That corned beef sandwich will not fall out of right. your mouth.
0: I, I saw that you wrote that, and I cracked up. You put, yeah. that, you put that in the Bible.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just want to let you listeners know that the Bad Breath Bible does come in Old and New Testament. We don't want to nice. offend anyone. Uh, in fact, we're giving away free copies. We have a new edition that just came out uh, at the beginning of the year. So if you listeners want a free copy of the Bad Breath Bible, they can call my office. It's eight hundred five. Five seven six nine six zero eight hundred five five seven sixty nine sixty, and we're we'll throwing some free of uh, mouthwash and toothpaste of the Therabreath brand. That's what we use in our clinics.
0: Yes, the Thera – Where did you come up with that name, by the way, Therabreath?
2: It's like therapy for your breath.
0: Oh, breath. it's all about the therapy. We all need a little therapy, Dr. Katz. Every oh once yeah, in a while.
2: yeah. Whether it's in your head or a little farther down in your mouth, everyone needs therapy. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you also wrote an article about calling. Skip the crackers and keep a fresh mouth. What is the correlation? between these processed foods. I was surprised to read it, but I, I understand the science behind it now that I read the article. But explain the correlation between eating crackers or otherwise highly processed foods and, and bad breath.
2: Well, I'm a big believer, I mean, now that I manufacture things, about what goes into products. If you were to read some of the ingredients, uh, the high amounts of sugar and salt that go into products, uh, sugar feeds the bacteria, salt makes your mouth very dry, all of that can create a bad breath uh, situation. So again, read ingredients, breath mints as an example, Many of the so-called breath mints are full of sugar. You cannot get rid of bad breath by by eating sugar products. Again, sugar feeds the bacteria that cause bad breath, that cause gum disease, tooth decay, all sorts of problems. So, again, uh, look for sugar-free items when possible, Um, things like xylitol, which is a very good ingredient. It's It's a real sugar but not the sugar that will give you bad breath. Uh, it comes from the bark of a white birch tree up in Finland. So if you happen to be in Finland one day, look for those birch trees and start uh, munching on them. But otherwise, you can use xylitol.
0: I was about to say, scrap. You know, put some in a Ziploc and put, bring it back to you in your pocket.
2: <laughs> exactly. How much
0: of this? But how much of this is genetics? I know that a friend of mine says to me that everybody in her family has bad breath. Her parents did. Her grandpa. Like, there's always somebody, generation to generation, who was known for having bad breath. She has a child with bad breath. She has a niece with bad breath. Wow. Is there anything to this?
2: well okay you cannot inherit the bad breath bacteria but what you can inherit is the shape of a tongue Uh, there are different types of descriptions of tongue Uh, there's something called a fissured tongue not like Eddie Fisher it's a fissured tongue which means you have a deep groove down the middle of your tongue that will trap more bacteria there's even a condition called hairy tongue where the fibers or the papilla that make up your tongue are very long and you trap bacteria and food particles so the rougher your tongue the worse your breath will be so there are are some families that they're genetically predisposed to a rougher tongue uh, which can cause a problem or pre- genetically predisposed to have very large tonsils there is a condition called tonsil stones that many families have uh, uh, where bacteria and uh, yeah, sort of like a little glob that grows in the back of your throat right. uh, can cause very bad breath my daughter also had that problem uh, and we actually we actually have something on our website therabreath.com it's called a tonsil stone kit that will dissolve those tonsils, tonsil stones and keep your breath fresh for a very long time. What, so there is, a, there is some genetic predisposition. There. What,
0: about that, what about that tongue scraper?
2: Well, it's very important to keep your tongue clean. Uh, you can use a tongue scraper or just a soft nylon toothbrush. Uh, very gently brush your tongue. Uh, what you should not do is brush your tongue hard or scrape hard. That can damage the taste buds. It can alter tastes. Uh, So just be very gentle with your tongue. Uh, It does have a lot of sensations on it. You don't want to damage that.
0: What about, you also wrote about the correlation, which I, I, again, it makes sense once you explain it, but I guess, I never put it together because I don't study how hal- is Is there, by the way, is there a difference between halitosis and bad breath or halitosis, the official diagnosis? Well,
2: halitosis is more of a chronic problem. It involves dry mouth and gum problems. It's more bacterial in nature as opposed to just food odors, which can be a sort of a simple bad breath situation.
0: I got it. I got yeah. it. So, oh, I told, oh, you talked about the correlation between bad breath and diabetes.
2: Yes. Diabetics have several conditions going on at the same time two of them uh, are related to bad breath. One is dry mouth. Uh, diabetics are prone to have a dry mouth. The more dry your mouth, the worse your breath is going to get. And they also have very fragile oral tissue. And because bad breath is caused by bacteria looking for proteins, if you have gum disease, which, which goes hand in hand with people that have, uh, that have diabetes, uh, there's more tissue there for the bacteria to create odors. Uh, so if you have bleeding gums and things of like that, nature uh even if you're not diabetic you'll have bad breath but if you are diabetic uh all of those can create very strong bad breath situations i,
0: I think that one of the questions i have to ask you dr katz that's been pressing on my mind ever since we uh, uh you know ever since you agreed to come on the air with me is what can i do after i eat garlic uh,
2: <laughs> i just got an email like that just before i went on the air really that's the thing. okay that's yeah. got,
0: there's got to be something don't tell me to cut garlic out of my diet
2: no, no. no. Uh, okay. I love garlic. The garlic has has a, an interesting factor besides uh, you know having the bad breath odor in it already, because the odorous molecule is so tiny, it enters through the lungs and you exhale it up to 24 hours later. Uh, it can even get into your digestive system, it passes through the bloodstream and give you. Uh, sweaty garlic odor uh, after that. Now, we actually did a, a, a survey here, actually a study, clinical study. We had, uh, I think it was about 36 people came in, and we had them use the therapist mouthwash right before they ate garlic. And what happens is the uh, oxygen compounds latch onto the sulfur compounds and create a non-odorous compound called the sulfate. Don't worry, there's no final exam on this.
0: I was about to uh, say, do you have...
2: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. sort of so, feel well, like I should be taking notes. No, what happens is the therapist Mouthwash will suck up any of the excess garlic. Will not affect the taste of the garlic. So your pizza and your pasta and things will still taste good. But the after effects, the lingering after effects of the garlic, will be dissipated. There's actually a restaurant here in Los Angeles called the Stinking Rose, where everything is made of garlic, including the ice cream. No. And, oh yeah, everything. Garlic. There's garlic in everything. There's like a 27 clove garlic or something ridiculous. So I. Do you
0: I, do you advertise with them?
2: No, no, well, maybe but what you I should. did, uh, Channel 2 over here schlepped me over to the to that restaurant, and we measured people before and after, and we were able wow. to get rid of the garlic odor, and the chefs there now wash their hands with the Therabeth mouthwash uh, because the garlic odor, you know, they go home and stink of garlic, so now wow. they don't. Wow, yeah, yeah.
0: That's there's something pretty powerful in that stuff.
2: Uh, Yeah, uh, there's 18 patents on on the oxygen compound, Uh, but it's it's a very simple way to get rid of all types of odors uh, without uh, very strong taste or burning sensation, which a lot of people don't like in their mouthwash anymore. They're they're tired of burning the insides of the mouth. No one needs a nuclear explosion in (laughs) there anymore.
0: Can I drink a lot of water before I have a slice of pizza with garlic on it, and that's going to make a difference?
2: That will definitely help. Uh yeah drinking water will definitely help uh again keeping your mouth as moist as possible uh It's just a very simple process. The bacteria love it when your mouth is dry. That's why smokers have bad breath. Uh, That's why people who drink a lot of alcohol have bad breath. People who take antihistamines, antidepressants, high blood pressure medicine, all of those medications will lead to bad breath. So in the Bad Breath Bible, there's actually several pages which list medications which can lead to bad breath, some surprising medicines as well. So very important to uh, keep your mouth really moist.
0: Surprising medicines like what?
2: Uh, well, uh, even Advil can lead to dry mouth and really? bad breath. Yeah, yeah, it's on the list. Uh, a lot of the, um, uh, I mentioned all the high blood pressure medications. Uh, and what's surprising to me is how many people are taking high blood pressure medicine. Oh. You can uh, It's crazy. I mean, it looks like everyone in America has high blood pressure.
0: Well, according to recent articles, everybody's being diagnosed with ADHD. So I guess you either have high blood well, pressure you, and getting those meds, or you're getting ADHD. Well,
2: yeah, yeah, Ritalin as well. Ritalin is on the list, too. So, really? Yeah, it's on that list. So uh, I didn't create the list. That list is taken from pharmaceutical information that wow. we gleaned from the Internet. So uh, it's all there. Dry mouth is a side effect of 75% of prescription medications. Wow. So if you're taking something, you're bound to have dry mouth. And, again, these people have excellent oral hygiene. They brush, they floss.
0: So the, again, whole, the
2: dry mouth, yeah, so the we'll whole the whole country
0: breath. stinks. That's basically the bottom line. The whole <laughs> well, country
2: not stinks. not just not just this country. Back in November I was invited uh, to to lecture dental schools in Cambodia, uh Indonesia, Malaysia and they stink too. So as, yeah, don't feel so bad. You're not the only one.
0: I well, I'm happy that I'm not the only one who stinks. It's nice too. there's there's <laughs> company with misery and you, misery and company something. And like you that. can't
2: believe what they eat there. Oh my god. Oh, those god. Thai
0: chilies. I can't believe that they have taste buds at all. Oh well,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 exploding everything. There's a couple of great kosher restaurants in Bangkok, by the way, and they make Thai food. They have real Thais making the food. Oh my! Um, can burn the insides of your mouth. But uh, it's not
0: made for a good Ashkenazi man like you, Dr. Katz. Not, I got to tell no, you,
2: <laughs> not for me, not for me.
0: There's a good friend of mine whose father is uh money, and he makes me makes me schug. All the time, and I'll tell you, yeah, my father would say it could put hair on your chest, which is not what I'm looking for. But um, but it's but it's good stuff. You also have an article, Dr. Katz, called "A Mediterranean Diet Could Improve Oral Health, Reduce Heart Disease." Now, the reduced heart disease, I understand, because that's something that's been documented for years, and you have you know people in Italy and 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 uh, all these different Mediterranean countries that that lie around. The Mediterranean that have these, these diets rich in oils and olives and fats that are otherwise good for you, just of course here in America, we, we don't whatever we do, we don't do it right.
2: Yeah, well, the trick with the Mediterranean diet, they have, they use a lot of essential oils, such as olive oils and uh, natural oils that come with tomatoes and uh, those types of things. Essential oils are antibacterial in nature, and we use a lot of essential oils in our products as well. Uh, what they do is they basically uh, prohibit the bacteria from processing proteins. So uh, it's the protein that's causing the problem. That's why many people, such as the, the new duchess in England, whatever her name is, the cute that cute Five foot ten, whatever her name. Kate. Uh, Kate. Yeah, Kate. Kate. She she went on one of these weird diets to lose weight before the wedding, and that diet was essentially all proteins. If she would have done a Mediterranean diet, she would still look pretty good, uh, but she would not have bad breath. Not saying she has bad breath.
3: Wow. But people
2: on the Ducan diet and the Atkins type diet, when you overload they all stink. W- with proteins, they all stink. Oh all stink. what they,
0: ab- what about these juicing diets? You know, juicing is a real craze right now, actually. There's a store that opened up on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst that, they, I mean, they're packed. They are packed. and all
2: they do is all they do is drink juice all day.
0: It's they, it juices that they make fresh juices in different compounds and different uh, you know combinations. Whether it's mm-hmm. let's say kale and kelp and red apple and. Pomegranate, whatever it is, and, and they use it as a detox for like a three day. You come on, you in LA, you got to know about a three day detox, Dr. Katz.
2: Well, we, we're on a 365 day detox here. <laughs> <You> <laughs>
0: Everyone's
2: should... detoxing. Yeah. <laughs> at, at some point or another,
0: everyone in LA is in a state of detox.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, that's that... pro- it's, probably, it's probably a good diet. It's probably good for your breath because it's liquid. So it probably does have some um... benefit. Uh, just make sure there's a ladies' room nearby. That's all I want to know.
0: We're speaking with Dr. Katz. He is the author of the Bad Breath Bible, and we can you can also find him, by the way, on drkatz.com. Which I still can't get over that you have that website. I mean, there's nothing like if I went to maryamwallack.com, somebody's going to do this right now. It's fine. Duke is going to do this right now. <laughs> gonna he's going
2: to grab your name. <laughs> he's going to see if it exists. I mean, there's
0: nothing out there anymore. The fact that you got something like drkatz.com, I'm finding comp- it's there. It's available. Mary, what, all right, we're not doing this now. Um, oh,
2: too late. Grabbed it. <laughs> now I'm going to buy it from Dr. Katz. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. So tell me something. Your yep. daughter comes to you because that's how the story starts. Your daughter yep. comes to you and she says, Daddy, I got a problem with bad breath. And that's yeah. what you sent you to the chem lab and took out your Bunsen burner.
2: That's basically true. I didn't have a Bunsen burner, but I did have a beaker. Yeah. Uh, but the reality <laughs> is she cr- she came home crying. She had bad breath. She thought she would fool her friends. Her friends would offer gum and mints on the, on, on the carpool mm. ride home from school. So she thought one day she would fool them by chewing some gum. Well, the gum had sugar in it and certainly didn't get rid of her bad breath. Uh, I got a hold of a machine called a halometer. It's a, a clinical instrument that measures the concentration of sulfur in your breath. Uh, we used it, and we found out that the very strong-tasting mouthwashes, the ones that burn the inside of your mouth, uh, actually made our breath worse instead of better because mm. of the drying effect. Right. And that's why we started uh, sort of experimenting with oxygen-type compounds uh, to get rid of the bad breath. And uh, that's how we actually created the, the first TheraBreath formulas, the mouthwash, and then a toothpaste. And now we have uh, something called mouth-wetting lozenges, uh, which will stimulate saliva. So because of her, uh, you know, um, uh, I became the bad breath guy. I left my practice in Beverly Hills, no more celebrities trying to whiten their teeth. So they look like you have <laughs> chicklets in their mouth. Uh, so uh, I, I go all over the world talking about bad breath. I'm going to England in a couple of weeks, and they That's certainly great. need help in England <laughs> with their breath.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. None of our friends in London are listening right uh, okay. now.
2: Okay. But uh, yeah, but they
0: know. They know. It's a problem. Yeah, people
2: are concerned. It, it's, it's one of the strangest things. When I started the website uh, – uh, back in the in the mid-90s, I couldn't believe how many people, whether it was in Sri Lanka or Stalingrad or wherever there's or wherever any emails from, how many people were nervous about their breath. It's a confidence thing.
3: Right. You're people, right. C-
2: you can't speak to someone, whether it's a job interview or a loved one. People just are nervous about their breath. They cover their hand when they talk. Uh, And it becomes an issue. And we know that bad breath is now related to gum disease. So by freshening your breath, you can also keep your gums very healthy as well.
0: So I have two last questions for you before we have to wrap it up. Number one, what is the craziest or worst bad breath story you have ever heard?
2: Oh, okay. I, the, uh, this is very early on. Uh, There's actually two stories kind of related. Okay. Uh, one, uh, one was a stockbroker in San Francisco where I had a clinic at one time. The guy's breath was so bad uh, that the boss actually built an office for the guy in his house so he would not come to work. No! That's not, yeah, that's how bad his breath was. Wow. Horrible. Or, and It was true. He had horrible breath. The other was a physician up in Sacramento. Uh, the, my machine, the, hal- the halometer, anything above 100 on the machine means you have bad breath. This guy was 1,800. <gasps> it, it was so bad when he walked into the dental office, everyone turned around turns out the guy was a physician, smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, drank two bottles of wine a day, and couldn't figure out why his patients never came back.
3: Oh so his nurses M-G. sent him to the
2: clinic to, to get tested. Horrendous. But we were, for both of these people, we were able to get them down to very normal levels uh, of breath uh, just by using the Therabreath mouthwash and toothpaste. Again, they were overdoing it with the alcohol-based stuff and you know, nibbling on mints all day. That's not going to do it. Wow. Yeah. I
0: am – the office in the house thing is really <laughs> just.
2: Oh, yeah. The, that's yeah, a the, dinger. Oh, the guy was crying. The guy aye. was crying to me. He said, yo, I was like a pariah in the office. Nobody wanted to talk to me.
0: Aye. Yeah, aye. That's terrible. hard. You're right. It is. It's a total confidence issue. Yes. So then here's the second question. Yes. In a pinch, what can you do?
2: Oh, in a pinch sip some water, whether you're uh, eating something smelly, sip a little water, uh, look for maybe some celery if you're at a party, something like that. That, that, just to keep your mouth as moist as possible, and then you want to keep your tongue as clean as possible, even if you have no mouthwash and no toothpaste, uh, take a soft nylon toothbrush and just gently rub it on your tongue, try to keep that as clean as possible.
0: Well, Dr. Harold Katz, the author of the Bad Breath Bible, founder of the California Breath Clinic's one 800 nine seven fresh or yeah. drcats.com
2: That's right and uh, yeah, the products are available they're at the Duane Reed, Walgreens Rite Aid Target Walmart yeah look for the Cerebress it's a green and orange package and we have some freebies for your listeners 800-557 six nine six zero I got
0: some family members who are gonna be calling after the show. So uh, I'd
2: love to hear from them.
0: Yeah, if they don't use their last name, you know that they're related to me.
2: <laughs> Thank
0: you, Doctor Cats.
2: Okay, great. Take care. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye.
0: You're listening to That's Life here on the Nahum Siegel Network and I just learned more about Bad Breath than I ever thought I'd ever know. Duke, how you doing over there, you drinking that water?
1: I'm drinking yeah, that you water Yeah,
0: be. <laughs> <laughs> You better be. We're all drinking water, and I'm going to introduce my second guest, who also has a bottle of water in front of her. I think we're all a little paranoid right now. Hannah Farkas has nothing to do with bad breath, but she has all to do with the OU. She's the pro- Program Associate of Community Engagement at the Orthodox Union. Uh, community engagement provides vision, leadership, and programmatic support to Orthodox communities and congregations throughout North America. She works closely with the Directors of Community Services and Engagement to provide religious educational, social, and cultural programming on relevant and timely issues that impact upon the lives of families and individuals. Before this, Hannah was employed by Rutgers University Foundation, where she raised funds for scholarships, fellowships, athletics, and research, and that is also where she received her B.A. Hello, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me. Totally my pleasure, and you should be happy. Not only am I having you on, but we're not going to talk about Rutgers.
4: Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank goodness.
0: <laughs> I was going to make a joke that um, you were, you used to be employed at Rutgers University, along with their coach, but um, I decided to let it go. Bomb-bomb. Uh, exactly, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Duke just gave me that rim shot anyway. So, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, and we're specifically going to talk about the community fair that's coming up on April 21st. Yeah, I'm
4: very excited for it. Everyone should come. It's going to be great.
0: It's going to be very exciting. It's at it's, uh, the Manhattan Pavilion? Yeah, Metropolitan. Pavilion. Sorry, the Metropolitan Pavilion on the twenty-first. What's the address, by the way? Uh, One ten West Nineteenth Street. One ten West Nineteenth Street. Yeah, it's a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic locale, and there's a lot to talk about. Let's specifically, specifically, who are you trying to attract, and which communities can people expect to see there? Um, well, it's actually a really interesting question
4: because every community is looking to attract a different type of person whether it's um, retirees or young families young couples or singles it's it's really geared towards anyone that's interested in moving out of the the new york metropolitan area so it gives it gives a wide range of people um and we have a wide range of communities coming
0: for example
4: uh jacksonville florida is coming uh seattle washington i love seattle
0: by the way i've been there a number of times because one of my best friends lives there and it's a fantastic community.
4: Yeah, I'm excited that this is their first year that they're
0: coming. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. And who else? I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, there's 41. I'm wow. definitely not going to name all of them, but there's 41 different communities. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know what? People, there's I don't want to say there's no need to live in New York because I'm a hardcore New Yorker, but there's a lot to be offered in out in outside communities, and we don't want to call them out of town, because that does make it sound like New York is the center of the universe.
4: Yeah, that's why we actually, we changed the name of the fair from Emerging Jewish Communities Fair to just the Jewish Communities Fair, Do because people... it gives a, ne- a little bit of a negative connotation to it. So. Right, as if they're not established beforehand. Exactly. They're only,
0: right, they're up and coming. These are
4: blooming Jewish <laughs> communities that are looking to grow and um, expand what they have. So
0: they're st- Also, I would imagine, they are a lower stress level community and i'm not saying that one would hope right i mean i'm not even saying that to be funny but if you look at um let's go to seattle for a second um you know you look at the the hustle and bustle of new york and the life in seattle where when i got off the plane and i was about to get in my rental car and my friend says to me remember no honking (laughs) and i and i said to her okay 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 no honking and that's that's true so for people who are looking for a lifestyle that is anti-New York, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but they just want to slow down, right. this is a fair for you. Right, exactly. This is, um, we're, we're hoping that these communities will give people that
4: are, are looking to move out of here um, a higher quality of life and a lower cost of living. So. Why do you think people are looking to move out of here? I could name a bunch, actually. Um, I think that it, it can be very stressful at times to live in this area, and uh, I think it's very expensive to live here. So um, a lot of the younger couples and, and families are looking to start start building a family, and they're they're looking to have more of a heads up than what you might get it in
0: the New York area. My brother used to have an expression of house poor. You don't want to be in a situation where you have bought you have bought a house and taken out a mortgage that depletes you so that you can't pay for anything in the house and you can't live a life. You don't want to be caused poor by your house. And so people are looking outside of the community, which I think is, you know, where a cost of living is less and the dollar stretches further, it makes a tremendous amount of sense. There's um, this study that came out in 2011 of Jewish populations in the United States by state, Um, and I happen to have pulled it up. And you mentioned Florida, right? Mm -hmm. So the Jewish population in Florida is 3.4%. Of the entire population, wow. yeah. Uh, and then you look at um, community. If you look at Alabama, for example, is there a community in Alabama that's coming up? Not at this fair, no. Uh, what about Memphis? Is Memphis uh, represented? Not this year, no. Oh, I love Memphis. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. But you said um, we have like
4: Cleveland, Ohio. Columbus is coming. Um, we actually we have a few from New Jersey and a few from New York as well. Where in New York? Uh, Fleetwood, New York, and uh, Buffalo, and New Hyde Park will be coming. New Hyde Park is
0: coming. Yep. W- where is, the, yeah. Where is – what was – Fleetwood? Yeah. I'm sorry. Where is Fleetwood, New York? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Duke, pull it up on a map. <laughs> there was um, – you mentioned Ohio. Let's go to Ohio for a second. Only because I, I I don't think that people appreciate that there still is a population there. This is not – it's not like – okay. North Dakota is a different story. North Dakota, there are 672,000 uh residents in North da- in North Dakota and 400 of them are Jewish. So maybe North Dakota is not coming to be represented at the community fair.
4: Unfortunately, Unfortunately
0: not. not. Yeah. Right. But Ohio, for example, they are there 1.3% of the population in Ohio is Jewish. So there is a community there. Yeah, of course. There's a there's a blooming Jewish community
4: there and they're um they have a lot of amenities and a lot of incentives to move there so
0: it's a, it's definitely a perk what are some of the things that people look for in a new community when they're living i mean listen there are a lot of comforts in new york there are a lot of comforts and people are obviously going to make some kind of decisions with themselves i am going to leave a place where there are three pizza stores in a mile radius so that i can go and live a different kind of life what kind of what kind of things are people looking at a huge uh, thing that people are looking for is a close-knit community.
4: They want to have that sense of um, knowing you know, your neighbors and, and being able to experience what the community has to offer. Um, a lot of people are requesting lower taxes mm-hmm. and um, employment and, and job opportunities and things like that. But, uh, but the main thing that, that they're looking for is just a, um, a higher, being able to live a, a much like, cleaner lifestyle, I guess.
0: Are there people who are coming who are singles, who are retired, who are young? I mean, who's showing up to – who do you expect? This is not your first fair. This is not my first fair. Right. So who has been there in the past? In the past, we've had – We've, again, all kinds of people.
4: I had uh, singles coming to the last fair, bringing their shidduch resume, going wow. to all of the different communities saying, if you find me somebody, you know, then I'll, I'll move to your community. Um, so we have all kinds. We have retirees, people that may have been living in, in one of the areas in New York and they're looking to retire and, and find a smaller community to settle down in. So um, it's it's all kinds. But, but for the most part, it's going to be those younger families that might be living in the Upper West Side or mm-hmm. Um, the Washington Heights area um, that are, are looking to, to start a family and, and move out.
0: Have you been to some of these communities?
4: I did, actually. Where'd you go? Um, I went to Springfield, New Jersey okay. for a Shabbos. It was amazing. We had a great time. That's pretty south. Where is it? Um, it's, it's like, a, I guess, about a half hour out of the New York area. So okay. it's it's an easy commute. Um I I brought my husband. It was fantastic, and uh, unfortunately, I mean, we're not looking to move anytime soon. But a lot of the communities are trying to convince us to move. (laughs) It's like their goal in life. It's nice to to be wanted.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm not complaining. What kind of? Let's say, for example, Springfield. What is Springfield? What What are they offering you?
4: Uh, well, Springfield's unique because they are offering a uh, a down payment on your house, um, you know, reduced tuition and membership, and for the school. And so they are offering a, a little bit more than most communities might be. But it's a lot of the communities are doing different different things
0: to entice people to move. Right. So I guess that, I guess that brings me to my next question, which is, if I'm looking to move out of town. And I'm, at this point, a commodity. Somebody wants me and my six kids to come and move into their neighborhood. We are bringing with us yeshiva tuition opportunity. There's a lot lot involved. So how are you going to win me over? What are different communities doing? We emphasize jobs. Okay. That's a huge component
4: of, uh, of coming to the fair. No one that I know is just going to pick up and move to another community without having some financial support of some kind. So um, we do really stress the job opportunities. But day schools and having the, the Jewish experience, so mikvah, eruv, um, being able to obtain kosher food, those are some serious things that, that we do require in the application process for
0: the fair. What do you mean? In, uh, you mean everyone has to apply first, or when you get there? How does that work? Uh, um, our, every community has to apply to become oh, okay. a part of the fair.
4: Okay. So um, it's a, a long process uh-huh. uh, because we re- we really do want them to make the the effort to uh, to showcase themselves. It's a lot of work to to put together right. a marketing and, and things like that to entice people. Isn't so. that
0: crazy? I mean, everything is about marketing. Everything <laughs> is about selling yourself, and now you have communities that literally have to sell themselves in order to grow. Yeah. Because people have moved out. People have moved out for whatever reason. If they, you know, when I look at our friends in the five towns, most of those people have moved back. My husband grew up there. We moved back. Friends of ours grew up there. They moved back. But what is it about, you know, in, let's say, Memphis? We have friends who live in the Five Towns who used to live in who grew up in Memphis. They didn't move back. How is it that certain communities are able in your opinion? I mean, this is you and I are not sociological expert experts here. <laughs> but how how is it possible that certain communities are able to retain their the, their children, so to speak, that they as adults want to gravitate home, quote unquote, and certain communities need to put themselves out there as a as a product? And attend a fair because otherwise they're not growing. Right.
4: I think for um, younger younger individuals and 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 families, New York, the New York area is a draw. There's a lot of people that you can meet at a, a very short period of time. So it's great for you know meeting your significant other. And and a lot of people do come to school here. There's a lot of schools in right. the area. Um, so once you become settled, it's it's a little bit more difficult to just move back home or, or relocate somewhere else. So to me, that seems to be the biggest factor is the farther away, the less likely people are to move back.
0: And these are all communities in North America that are going to be there on the yeah. 21st. This is not like, you know, Bayat Vagan is not coming to set up a, a table at the, at the community fair. No, not this year. <laughs> have, they, have you had Israeli communities before?
4: No, we, we did have um, OU Israel came to, to showcase one year um, about making Aliyah, but we haven't had that since.
0: You haven't had that since. Yeah. That's really that's that's interesting. I wonder if that's a whole different fare for another time. I guess I, it must have to be. It's probably a lot more difficult to right. pick up and move there. Right. What,
1: so, well, yes. Yeah, so well, Fleetwood was right. Well it was Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Yeah, yeah. It's only about twenty minutes away. Really? It's um in Westchester County and by Mount Vernon.
0: Sure, because I grew up in New Rochelle. So right there. Wow.
1: Fourteen point three miles away from Grand Central Terminal.
0: That's oh, it's nothing. It's an incentive minutes. to move. You can yeah. keep your job here. You can keep your job here, but you also are living in Westchester.
1: <laughs> is Dallas, Texas coming this year?
0: Yes, they are. Nice. Dallas I and Austin. Move, I want to
1: move to Texas. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Duke, now you perk up. I thought you were moving to Connecticut.
1: Well, it's, is, is anyone from Connecticut? Like Stanford, Waterbury coming?
0: Stamford, Connecticut's coming. Yeah. Waterbury? Waterbury. Waterbury what is know. with, I'm telling you, uh, where it's the Sheevan Waterbury. The
1: Yash, that's what started it, and now there's a Colell.
0: You know about this, right? I do not. And then they Waterbury, started a whole new
1: one called Blue Ridge. That's where my brother's moving to. You get a really good house for cheap, and there's like the, 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 it's like a tuition is like literally like half price to here. It's, it's a very
0: of- interesting what communities have been doing. Hannah Farkas from the OU joins us as we're discussing the community fair April 21st in Manhattan. And a number of years ago, I mean a number of years ago before we bought a house, The um, Young Israel of Oceanside had set up a down payment kind of system where if you they were looking to help out families um, to entice them to move into their community, because Oceanside, when I was growing up, was a huge Jewish community. And then somehow or another, people moved out and they were not moving in. And there were always theories, always theories surrounding (laughs) Oceanside. But I I guess you're right. There is a migration thing and then people don't want to necessarily go back and for whatever reason but how many how many communities that you've been in touch with have been successful with that down payment program um, the down
4: payment, I don't know specifically. I do know that from the last fair, we had about 21 couples move out of the New York area to the communities that we're showcasing. Wow. So it's, uh, it's, and every year it is growing. Um, the more that we uh, promote and publicize the fact that there are these Jewish communities that are out there, the more,
0: um, likely people are to move. I think that's also probably a big misnomer is that people don't think that these communities offer anything. Yeah. That they're little. And I use the word, you know, semi facetiously, but that they're little Jewish communities. And Memphis is not a little Jewish community. Cleveland is not a little Jewish yeah. community. And um, and so, you know, opportunities like this for people really to showcase themselves is is very very important. Who's a new addition this year? Oh, there's a lot. Uh, Buffalo's this is their first year. Um,
4: Boynton Beach is coming. Really? Yeah, this is also their first year. Boynton Beach
0: is coming. Yeah. Not enough uh, not enough Jews in, in Boynton <laughs> Beach you know what oh cuz cause, um, cause they opened up a new school right it's the new school that's coming I'm uh, pretty sure. it's the yeah the new school that's coming that's yeah. very interesting that's very interesting no and that's also very close to boga i mean and there are plenty of young community there are plenty i mean we've been there a bunch of times there are plenty of young families who are in Boynton who are who love every minute of it yeah it's it's you
4: have an opportunity to make a difference right. in a in a community that around here you might kind of get lost under the shuffle so this is like the the perfect opportunity for people that are have like a sense of adventure or have like a uh, just a desire to try something new this is great for them
0: there's um there's that small fish big pond kind of a, a you know kind of an idea and the and that how some people really flourish in a small pond is that they 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 do better like a kid who does better in a smaller school and different people and thrive in different areas if you're one of those people then you need to be there on the twenty-first. You have to; it's, it's mandatory. Well, <laughs> what kind of promotion have you guys done? Um, I know that uh, I heard something about videos or something about uh, for promoting the fair.
4: Yeah, we're we're trying something new because we are trying to promote the the fair to um, people that might not necessarily read some of the newspapers. Um, so we're we're promoting a lot on Facebook, and we've put out four YouTube videos. Okay. As a um, you know, incentive to move out of the city. It's it's not we're not trying to bash living in the city obviously, right. but it's for for people that are looking to to move out. So we did um we did a, a video about kids trying to play hide and seek in a small apartment versus in a large <laughs> outdoor backyard. So they're they're just cute little plays on on what you can get to move out of here. That's funny. Whose idea was that? It was a little bit of everybody's, but we we all pulled together, and, uh, and they, they're great. You have to check them out on YouTube.
0: I I definitely will look for them on YouTube. There's um there's also a question. Oh, by the way, just the details of of the event. It's at the pavilion. Okay. On um, the hours. Twelve to six, um on Sunday, April twenty first. It's
4: Free to come in. Uh, we want everyone to pre-register. You get a tote bag when you pre-register, and the chance to win an iPad. So okay. you can register online at uh,
0: oucommunity.org. That's that's fantastic. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of publicity about. I'm, I'm not saying that just to be funny. I've seen a lot of publicity about it, and I think I, I wish that I, for some reason or another, I, I I don't have it in front of me. Is that there was one community um, in specific that I was so excited to see being showcased there it's not coming to me right now only because to me the different the different places that were being offered that are coming to show themselves show a, such a diversity and so so many different opportunities for people who are looking to move out and i also think that people don't understand that this is a this is a real real solution to families who are struggling to make it and um and it's 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 a necessity people yeah. are really struggling today people who don't have jobs People who whose homes are falling apart, people who have not survived who have not recovered from Sandy. Sometimes you Mishanemakom Mishanemazal. Yeah. You need to get out of the you need to get out of here this is your opportunity to learn about it yeah this
4: is uh this is definitely that um, that type of thing we're really looking to help as many people as we can um, increase their you know their level of uh living experience we've we we've been offering this year which is new um a resume checkup through the OU job board oh. so you can come in bring your resume um they'll right. take a look at it and and that way you can pass it around and see what you can get uh, from some of these other communities have you heard back from some people who have moved have they thanked you? I have. You can uh, check out some of the articles that people have written on our website as well. That's great. So,
0: yeah. A little Hakara Satov goes a long way. It's it's very
4: surprising to see how, what they did to, to go about moving. Um, some of them visited... Quite a few different places before they decided on one community. So it is a lot of research, and it's it's not as easy as just showing up at the fair and, and moving someplace. But sometimes when you find the right thing, it just everything fits into place.
0: Do so. people bring their kids to the fair?
4: Oh, absolutely. We have a stroller uh, parking lot <laughs> in the beginning of the fair, so we 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 try to get a lot of kids to come.
0: I was about to say you probably have to make sure that the kids are excited also, because otherwise that move is much more difficult.
4: Yeah. Well, even some of the communities try to really showcase that they are looking to have families so last year we had cherry hill new jersey uh brought a f- person to do face painting for the kids. really
0: yeah that's smart so and also was- cherry hill i mean again if you need to commute to manhattan you're not willing to necessarily completely relocate you can do that yeah
4: well, i'm a little biased because i am from cherry hill so, you
0: are yeah people love cherry hill <laughs> is that a place you'd move back
4: to I would, yeah. It's uh, it's nice. It's quiet. It's very friendly. So, um, and it's not too far from Philadelphia. So there's a lot of job opportunities right. there as well, which is very enticing for people.
0: Right. That's a really, really good point. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the. Thank air. you for having me. Totally my pleasure. I look forward to seeing you on the twenty first. Absolutely, I look forward to seeing you there. <laughs> yes, and more importantly, Nahum. I mean, come on. He is the he is the important man of the hour that day. We'll be broadcasting live there from twelve to two. And um, I'm pretty sure you'll be pretty busy that day, but I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> How many people uh, have, pe- have a lot of people pre-registered? Well, yeah, we have a lot of people pre-registered, and
4: we're we're expecting about 1,500 people. So wow, it should be a huge hit.
0: Wow, that's <laughs> exciting. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. You can get more information on on our website. Go to oucommunity.org. You got it. oucommunity.org. Thank you very much. You've been listening to That's Life on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am Miriam Wallach. Thank you for making us part of your day. Let's go quickly through the lineup because I will not end late. I'm committed to not ending late. Right after this show, Randy with something to talk about, plus Rifka Abbey right afterwards with an encore presentation of her interview with President Richard Joel. Starting at 5 p.m., I have no mic. There we go. Starting at 5 p.m., it's Ellie Hagler with the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction, and Mark Zomik at 6, hosting the stunt show, Nachum Siegel. Will host the Thursday Night Extravaganza, followed by an older presentation of Spin Class with Michael Fraken and then Book of Life with Charlie Harari. Join Achim tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 as he hosts JM in the AM live here on the stream on AchimSiegel.com and JM in AM.org. And of course, 91.1, 90.9, and 91.9 FM, followed by an encore presentation of Naomi Nachman's Table for Two. Do not miss Saturday Night Seagull, hosted by our one and only of Hopefully, The Baltimore studio is going to work just fine by then, live here on the stream at 10 p.m. You can go to NachumSiegel.com, check out all of our programming. If you have bad breath issues, contact Dr. Katz at DrKatz.com. You can also reach him, 800-97-FRESH. And also, my thanks again to Hannah Farkas from the OU. I look forward to seeing her on the 21st at the Communities Fair. My thanks to Duke, who did a great job today. We all come through in the pinch he was the man. I'm closing with a song that I was belting out at the top of my lungs as Pesach was ending because I'm convinced it's going to be Yom Kippur before I know it. Avon Freed and Lipa singing Marek Kohain, which is also a shout-out to my husband. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>
3: That dee da